Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's WGC Dell Technologies Match Play. It's our storylines, our bracket breakdown, our one-and-done selections. Joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. What's going on, coach? What's good? What's good? What's good? It's one of my favorite events of the entire year. Let's go to the match play. Greg Ducharme coming in from, what is that? The set, of course, record, my friend. Welcome, Greg. Yeah, it is. Thanks. Um, great, great to be here. I'm, I'm with Coach. I love this. I, I've said this already a bunch of times, but the early days of this event, even before it starts, is my favorite. Try to break down and predict who's going to win these, these matchups is just fantastic. So I, I love this tournament. Uh, as like most brackets, they always look very good the night before it starts, and then <laughs> you can usually rip them up and put them in your waste bin. Kyle Porter rounds out our group for today. KP, welcome. Hey, dude. I, I agree that it's it's fun, and it's fun to discuss. It's also really difficult. I, I, oh, yeah. You know, I think that – I think it, we were talking about the Players' Championship a couple weeks ago, how hard that is to handicap. I think this is even – and I've seen – I want to hear your take on this, Rick, because I know that you've voiced – how it's actually a place where you should be kind of more, more heavily invested. And to me, it's just like, I look at these and I'm like, I mean, you look at the bracket last year, who the ROM was really the only big name to advance. How, why, why do you specifically uh, find value or like this week so much? So I guess there's two things. The, the biggest thing is um, I was really speaking in terms of creating fantasy lineups. So you have to pick okay. six golfers and the mistake that most people will make 41% of people made this mistake last year is they'll pick two golfers from the same group or yes. from a group and the group next door. Well, you're, you're limiting yourself on how far your golfers can go KP. So it, it's, if you just build lineups where, all six of your golfers have a clear path to get to the elite eight before they run into one another. You've already, you are already better off than almost half the field. Okay. That make that makes sense. So it's just, it's just math. It's not even math. It's just logic. Correct. Yes. Paying attention. Right. It's paying, paying attention, not being an doing. idiot. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but believe it or not, there are a lot of idiots out there. Um, it is March madness week month i guess is probably a better way to phrase it i want to share a little cheat code for keeping tabs of march madness and that's the cbs sports mobile app it's not only your gateway to watching every tournament game but the best for lightning quick college basketball scoreboards updating brackets expert picks and the latest news on all of the action for the men's and women's tournaments the app is free of course just search cbs sports in your app store and if you're like me it'll soon be your go-to sports app for everything that's true gentlemen storylines uh Let's start here with the big news that came kind of breaking while we were doing our DFS show on Monday, Greg. And that was the news that one Phil Mickelson will not be playing at Augusta National for the Masters this year. I got your initial reaction on the spot yesterday. Have you had time to think about this? Have you had time to digest what that really means for Phil to not be teeing it up at the Masters? Well, it's, it's not surprising. And I, I don't know how this happened again. I, I, um, and I said this last night as well. I don't think we're going to find out how that actually happened, whether it was Phil's decision or, or something else. But I know that he, he's asked for time off. He's asked, uh, apparently said he needs time away. And there's a very, you know, an easy thing to understand where, Hey, he's just, he's not ready to come back yet. But I also, I don't think he wants to come back and face all those questions for the very first time in front of, you know, at the masters. I mean, it would completely derail the story. It would completely change 
the line of questioning in the media room and and the it would become the biggest story of the tournament and it, it's such a great event it's the the best event in sports in my opinion and uh, and i don't think that phil even uh, whether he's angry no matter how he's feeling i don't think phil really wants to get in the center of that and be the the main story here the questions aren't going to go away, coach, because Phil Mickelson's not going to play the Masters. Before you know it, he's going to be the defending champion at the PGA Championship. Who knows what's going to happen then? And then, of course, later in the summer, the the SGL, or now they go by Live Golf International Invitational, <laughs> they're going to be up and running. Like these, this isn't going away. The, the questions that surround Phil Mickelson are going to continue to be asked uh, for the next six months at least. And I think when I when I saw this, it opened up a, a big can of worms in my head as far as all the questions that now are going to come, right? So the big storyline was, would this new golf league be able to convince the uh, major championships guys that we'll still let your players play and then they can come over here even though the tour won't, okay? So that begs how we started the, this conversation with Kyle saying, was it Phil's idea or was it, uh, the masters idea to go to Phil and say, listen, you can't come to this this year. But think about this. You're talking about a, a champion, not just a player who's played there. This is a, a master's champion. And for him not to play for the first time in 28 years, almost 30 years, this is a big, big, big deal. And so it opens up all those questions, guys, on whether or not players would still be allowed to play in the majors if they were going to be involved in this Saudi league. And I think that question is, is not something the Masters wanted, certainly not something Phil wanted, but think of the magnitude of Phil making this decision. How bad do things have to be? And then the second thing, and then I'll let Kyle talk, is all the money that Phil got, all of it, is it worth all the money that he's lost? Think about everything that he's lost. 15 to $20 million a year in, in revenue from his sponsorships that could have been there for the rest of time. He could have been Arnold Palmer until he was 80 years old. But for a $100 million lump payment, you're going to throw away the next 15, 20, 25 years over that. This, to me, is one of the epic falls from grace that we've ever seen any athlete have in the history of sport. And quickly, KP. It, it, it all happens quickly, right? I mean, re remember the fever pitch of Sunday at the PGA Championship, how Phil Mickelson was revered to today. We are recording this March 22nd of 2022. Hasn't even been a year. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, it's 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 crazy to think about a reigning major champion. And somebody on, I think uh, Riggs on Twitter said this, like a reigning major champion purposefully missing the Masters without an, and not, it's, it's different because it's, it's Phil and the Masters, right? It, he has such a love affair with Augusta National. It, it's not like... I don't know um, who won the who won the uh, U.S. Open last year. Who John Rom. It's not it, like Rom missing the Masters would be a big deal, but it's a three-time Masters champion who, like I said, like he. What's the thing that we always hear from him in his press conference on Tuesday at Augusta? Like I love coming to this place. I remember, and I think there's some sadness here. Um, I remember last year I was, and I probably told the story on the podcast before, but I was walking around Augusta. I was kind of in this like weird nook, which there's a million of them if you've been out there. And I just watched Phil hit flop shots and, 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 and pitches on this green off to the side by himself before the champions dinner on Tuesday for a long time, longer than I should have been back there. And he was the only person back there. It was just him and he had a towel and like three balls and a club and he was just grinding. And at the time I was like, you know, Phil's not playing very well right now. And then, you know, a month and a half later he wins the PGA. And I thought that was such a, it was such a look into like what his last 30 years have been like. You don't stay that good for that long without putting that time and work in. And so I think there's some sadness because You've got the, I mean, and coach said this, you've got this great champion who loves Augusta National. And then because of all this other stuff, greed, wealth, fame, whatever, whatever it is, and maybe we'll never find out exactly what those characteristics are. It's, 
it's evaporated and maybe it never come. Maybe Phil never plays the masters again. I, I doubt that. I think he will, but I, I just, I feel a tremendous amount of sadness over that reality because like coach said, that's not, that's not what it should be. I, I think the, one of the questions that I'd like to throw back at you, Rick, is do you, that I've seen on, on Twitter and, and heard from people is, do you think that Phil is being canceled by, and that's such a stupid like buzzword, but like, do you think that he's being unfairly treated by the golf community? And that's a very broad thing because there's a lot of different entities at play there. But do you think anything that's happened to him over the last couple of months has been unfair? No. So even if we call him being canceled, which I don't think is what's happening, it's the free market. The free market tells you whether they like you and want to support you or not in all aspects. And when you um, do something which is essentially launching a coup against the PGA tour by paying the lawyers to literally come up with the operating agreement for your rival tour. And the rival tour is being funded by a hostile, horrible government. No, I think you're, I think you're pretty much getting what you deserve here. I think that, I think that's right. And I think that the thing that people are missing, and I was explaining this to one of my friends the other day is like, well, why do all his sponsors drop him? Well, like those sponsors have relationships with other entities. Like they're not only tied to Phil, right? Like they're tied to <laughs> the tour that he's trying to submarine. Mm-hmm. They're tied to, you know, all these other players and places. And it's not like, it's just not as straightforward as I think everybody makes it. And when you've, when you've clearly like antagonized an entity in the PGA tour that is going to outlast Phil Mickelson, you've kind of forced your sponsors or, or anybody else that's involved to kind of choose sides. And as big as Phil is, that's, that's just not a battle. He's probably going to win, you know? And so I think people get really, um, they get really frustrated or upset by like, Oh, well, he just said some words. Well, yeah, that that's true. But he also like drew a line in the sand and basically forced people and, and companies to to pick a side and it didn't it didn't go very well for him. And real quick, let me jump in here. And I think people need to understand at home because I get a lot of tweets too, Kyle, about, uh, you know, Phil and the sponsors and all that. Here's the deal. When you have a sponsor, I've been around a million athletes, worked with a lot of them that had these deals in place. The reason Phil positioned himself in the Amstel light Will you be my friend? The workday. What was what was Phil in the workday? He was the friend walking with the, the business guy, right? And say, not today. We, everything Phil did was all about positivity, was all about being your friend, was all about he's the he's the guy that everybody loves. Well, you can't have that in your commercials when he's now lo- no longer the guy that anybody loves. Mm-hmm. And that's what fans need to understand at home. And, the, and one one other thing on this, too. Um Kyle, to some of the people who have mentioned to you, these are just words. These are not just words. These are actions. I, what he said drew the attention to a lot of the actions, but he he yeah. basically shared what he was doing. And when you're going to publicly admit, if any of us, and if any of you listening, go to your boss or a company <laughs> that works for you or somebody who sponsors you, even a client, if you're a business owner, and, and you announce that you're using them for leverage or you're taking an opportunity (laughs) to leverage them it's not going to work out well for you yeah and so i mean this is this is not a matter of words it's it's actions and for that reason it's it's not unfair it's it is sad and it's appalling but not unfair and i think like we don't know if phil is like everybody's like oh he's being canceled like all this stuff and Phil might have chosen to not play the Masters. I, I we don't know. I don't know. I, I there was probably he, a conversation. I, I mean, performed, Kyle, Kyle, he could not have performed with the amount of pressure that would have been on him if he would have showed up. Because people like you who have a job to do, who have guts, you would not have stood there, Kyle Porter, been like, you know what? I'm not going to ask Phil about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, uh, his his presser. Well, he wouldn't have had a presser, but it, it would have. Right. He would have been. And and you could argue that like. Yeah, I don't know because you could argue that Augusta is the place where you can kind of hide from that stuff, right? You don't yeah, have to, do it, but like, would Augusta National allow him to just bring the circus? I, I I don't know how that went down, but to my point about cancellation, like 
Phil has kind of said, like, I'm stepping away. Like, I don't know if that's being canceled. It sounds like, and maybe there is a suspension. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that there's not. Um, but but the yeah, suspension just, would not have the suspension would not have affected the masters. Well, but I'm saying like maybe there's something from Augusta in addition, which is a great point, coach, because nobody knows who runs any of these events. Yeah, that's exactly I've, got, right. I've gotten so many tweets about, well, the PGA is has suspended Phil for for the Masters. I'm like, first of all, the PGA runs the PGA Championship and the Ryder Cup. They can't do anything with Augusta. And the PGA Tour can't either because they have nothing to do with the (laughs) Masters as well. So that is one uh, differentiation that people just have, they're just lost on within the world of golf. So Phil Mickelson listed on the Masters website as past champions not playing a omission off of that list tiger woods which has gotten people all up into a tizzy saying oh tiger might be playing maybe hopefully we cross our fingers that would be the hope but uh technically does not have to really make any decisions at this point he doesn't have to say he's not playing he doesn't have to say he's playing so we will just continue to wait and see and be very very hopeful in regards to Tiger Woods. Uh, Greg, I'm going to move us along here because uh, Bryson DeChambeau is back, baby. He's back in action. He's playing the match play. He's been suffering from the wrist injury. We haven't seen him play competitively anywhere in the world since he withdrew after the first round of the Saudi International. And now he's coming back at an event that if he plays well would require seven rounds in five days. Your thoughts on Bryson back in action. I think seven rounds in five days is highly unlikely for him. Um, although it would be nice and I'm sure he's hoping for that. I don't think he's going to get that number of rounds. The, the good thing for him is he's guaranteed three rounds. So this is a great opportunity to come in, shake off a little rust. Um, I, I mean, if he goes seven rounds, that's a bonus, right? And you take, you take what you can get, but it, I, I don't foresee that happening. And, um, and this is all about one. I'm, I'm sure at this point he knows how the wrist is going to hold up. Uh, I'm sure he feels confident that it that it's better. The hip is feeling better. Any other issues that he has, he's feeling good enough, well enough to to play. And and now he needs reps to get ready for a major championship that has given him a really hard time in the past. Uh, um, the uh, Augusta National and the Masters, especially since he made his par 67 comments, has been a real challenge for him. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And so he, he wants to try to feel, and he's gotta be, he he can't go in rusty because it will go early again. And the pressure at the masters will only rise for him. So I I am not concerned about the seven round thing. I, and I understand why he's playing. Well, I I think the, the thing that, um, is intriguing to me is think about this time, 12 months ago, going into match play and the masters, I mean, he was the talk of the sport, right? He drives the, he drives the, the, uh, nearly drives the green at six at Bay Hill, wins Bay Hill, almost wins the players. And we're like, oh, Bryson's going to win. I mean, he's going to at least contend at the Masters. He might win it. Like he, ju- he had just come off his US Open win. He's, he's the biggest thing going in this sport. And now 12 months later, he's, he's ranked behind Bo Van Pelt in the FedEx Cup standings. No offense to Bo Van Pelt, who I like a lot, <laughs> but he's 209th in the FedEx Cup. He hasn't played. He hasn't played well when he has played. He basically skipped the entire fall, even though he was, I mean, he looked healthy at the Ryder Cup. He seemed healthy then. And and so now it's just, it, I, I, I wonder, and I was thinking about this today, I wonder if this is just going to be what it is with Bryson, where this kind of year and a half span is just emblematic of his career, where the highs are really high. And then the lows, he just drops off the planet, you know, because that's a little bit like what his persona is. He's got, he pushes the limits and he like tries to break back, like all this different stuff, but it, it kind of comes crashing down in a hurry. It seems like at times, whether that's flaming out at Augusta or being injured for long periods of time, I wonder if his career, instead of like a, like a Justin Thomas, where it looks like this, right. It's just a steady trajectory. If, if, if Bryson's is more, like a like a uh, what's the thing that measures uh, earthquakes size seismometer Richter scale Richter scale there you go thanks coach yeah, you're welcome I wonder if I wonder if Bryson's looks more like the, uh, like the Richter scale you know because <laughs> that's just that, it seems like that's kind of who he is and I wonder if his career actually plays out like that. Uh, just yesterday, coach Bryson DeChambeau posts on Instagram. Looking at it right now, yesterday. 
Yep. Says finally swinging my driver again. Time to push for the Masters. Now, I uh, I do not find Bryson to be a reliable narrator, so I don't know if <laughs> yesterday was like the first time he's taken a swing with the driver. But could you imagine? He like he's probably taken a lot of time off from driver recently. The expectations are kind of all over the place for him in a match play format. I don't want to give too much of my bracket away because uh, I'm kind of an expert. And, <laughs> well, if you look at our March Madness early edge, we had the the most brackets, and I'm currently eighth out of over 2,000. I'm pretty good at this stuff. Okay. And if you pick Bryson in your bracket, <laughs> I'd love to get you guys messed up. If you pick Bryson, you're, you're, to, to me, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. This is nothing more than than, than what DP said, uh, than a tune-up. He wants three three rounds and then move on. I think part of the reason that he hasn't been around is I really think that he's been shielded from this whole, by Phil Mickelson, from this whole Saudi thing. I think mm-hmm. he's still in play. I really, really do. I think he's still in play. So, because I know for a fact, a lot of people know my relationships with different people. I know for a fact the one thing Bryson wants more than anything is to become a billionaire. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be the first billionaire in golf outside of Tiger Woods, I guess. Me too. <laughs> right, we all, right? So <laughs> I, I think that he's been very, very shielded uh, from that. Now, with that being said, he is playing this week. We know some other players who have reportedly talked are still going to continue to play until they can't. But as far as on the course, when you got Taylor Gooch, Lee Westwood, and Bland, you can't even sleep on Bland in that group. <laughs> So to me, those are three dudes that easily Bryson wouldn't even be my favorite if he was healthy in that group. It would be Gooch anyway. Uh, but to me, I don't think we're going to see much of anything from him this week. Do you think Phil's still in play for the Saudis, coach? I think he has to. I think because I think the money's already in the bank. And that's why when he came out with the apology that wasn't an apology, that it just spoke to that, that the money's already there. And sometimes, Kyle, I don't know, if I put $100 million in the bank, It'd be really hard to turn around and take that out of the bank and give it back and then walk back in here. Did I say something wrong, Rick? No, I was thinking if $100 million hit my bank account, the bank would shut it down. They know that'd be an error. (laughs) (laughs) I would be frozen out of my accounts for the next six or seven years. I, I also I also think this. I also think this, guys. And and I don't want to make this about Saudi again, but the women play there last week. The men play the, an event there. It, it's it's a huge difference between going there and playing an event and actually starting the league and being a part of the league. I think just like with Greg Norman, that once you cross a certain line, and I think he's long crossed it, he can't go back. It's too late. It's way too late. And I think Bryson might be there too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I have no knowledge of that. But it just feels like to me a guy who loves to play a lot of tournaments all of a sudden a wrist injury. And I know, he, you know, I'm not saying it's a big ruse, but where there's smoke. Often fire. We are going to find out soon because we're just a couple months away before uh, that league starts up. And I imagine we'll need to know some advance notice about who's going to be playing. Uh, But we definitely know who's playing this week and we know. The bracket, it's out. We are going to go through the bracket, break down our best bets and our one-and-done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back. The Bracket Challenge. If you want to join 
our bracket challenge, it's it's live. There's a link in the description, and here's what we've done. Jacob and I have put our heads together. We've collabed on this. The Rick Run Good bracket challenge is on PGATour.com. It is, as of right now, by far the largest private bracket on the website, five times the size of the next closest league. The link is in the description. The password you need to get in, Tiger. T-I-G-E-R. Enter it in. Get involved. I'm giving away Rick Run good stuff. We've got a $100 Paramount Plus gifts card to the winner. We've got good stuff here. So, gentlemen, uh, we're going to go through our brackets, and we think we've got this rigged up correctly where Jacob can share a bracket. Let's start with Greg's, Jacob, and see how this actually works if you're watching on YouTube. And I don't think we need to spend oh, – oh, there we go. Okay. We so, wanna, oh, you guys want to start with the perfect bracket? Oh, let's <laughs> wow, take some risk here. A self-declared expert <laughs> and a perfect bracket already uh, coming through here. All right, let's start in. Let's go upper left, Jacob, and we'll just work our way down. So uh, let's go group one, which is the John, Rom, Patrick Reed, Cam Young, Sebastian Munoz group. Yeah, you don't want to overthink this one. Um, Cam Young looks good. Patrick Reed's really struggled for a long time with his TD play, his ball striking anyway. So that gives me a lot of concern. And I think Rom's just simply too much to handle. Um, Shane so Lowry he's out of group 16 simple. there. Kepka, Lowry, HV3, Eric Van Roy. And you've got Shane Lowry coming out of there. Let's go to group nine. That's the Bryson group. And you do not have the beefy boy advancing. No, I, I think he loses to Bland tomorrow. Um, Richard Bland's pretty good. And I just did a little search on, on rickrongood.com. Uh, best in the field, your whole, whole timeline of your database, best strokes gain put in, in the field. It's Richard Bland. And, uh, I, I just, <laughs> I just think he's going to beat Bryson tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, I like Taylor Gooch coming out of there. He's playing some great golf, uh, hits, hits the ball beautifully. And, um, I think he's the class of that bracket. Gooch coming out of group nine, Max Homa coming out of group eight. So coach, you're the expert here. You're looking at this Rom Lowry, Gooch and Homa. The first four selections to advance out of Greg's group stage. Any glaring mistakes? Nope. I have the exact same four. Good job, Greg. There you go. All right, we're All both right. right so far, I guess. Yes, sir. Oh, you too. Let's, oh boy, we've got, we've got some chalky stuff here. Let's go down to the bottom half of this bracket, Jacob. Yes, thank you much. Group number five, group of death, or at least one of them. That's Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Ian Poulter. Greg, who gets it done? Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, but boy, I don't feel very good about anybody in this bracket. They, I mean, everybody, I was going through some of these, what everybody has done. Everybody in this group is playing great golf. Everybody has had great recent success. Do you know who the best, who, who the number one player on the PG tour is in strokes gain total this year? First on tour strokes gain total. It's Patrick. Matt's Patrick. I wouldn't say he is not, he is the top in this group. I would think Scotty Scheffler uh, was higher than him. He's the best. I think he finds his way out of it. Top 30 in strokes game putting. I mean, look, it's a little bit of a, of a, a quote for me, but that's why you could see I got Tom Hoagie passed not only out of the group with Billy Horschel, but getting past Fitzpatrick. Part of that is because I don't know if I don't know who's going to come out of group five. So it's hard for me to stretch them uh, deeper into the tournament. So Matt Fitzpatrick out of five, Tom Hoagie out of 12, Terrell Hatton out of 13 and group four. That's Patrick Cantlay, Sung JM, Seamus Power, Keith Mitchell. Who do you got extending themselves out of that group? Patrick Cantlay. Um, I know it's, I know that a lot of top seeds don't come out of their brackets, but Patrick Cantlay is, he's ready to go. He's a great match play player. Although he hasn't gotten out of his group here, he's never lost more than a match. So I, I think he's due to get through, um, it's Sung JM and Seamus power haven't been on great form. And I think Cantlay is simply better than Keith Mitchell, especially on the greens. So I look for his putting to carry him through uh, a little deeper in the tournament. All right, KP, you're looking at Fitzpatrick, Hoagie, Hatton, and Cantlay coming out of groups for Greg. Some notable omissions who do not make it out of the group stage. Scheffler, uh, Daniel Berger, Sung J M. Any any anybody left behind? Uh, I had Scheffler, I had Hoagie, I had Berger, and I had Sung J M. 
So I, I really, I, I actually tried to stay away from the top seeds this year. Maybe that's an overreaction to what happened a year ago where we saw so few of them advance. Uh, but I do, I love Hoagie this week. Uh, he's hitting the ball really, really well. And, you know, I mean, Fitzpatrick is, he's going to be, he, he would be so frustrating to play against because mm. he doesn't hit it that, I mean, he's just not that long, but he makes everything and he's a good iron player. And he, he would just, he would frustrate me if, if I'm, uh, I don't know, if I hit it like Thomas Peters and I got to play Matt Fitzpatrick in, in the second round. <laughs> All right. Upper right hand quadrant, please, Jacob. This is groups 2, 15, 10, and 7 for you, Greg. Let's see. Xander Shoffley coming out of 7. Alex Noren coming out of 10. Brian Harmon coming out of 15. And look who you've got coming out of group 2. It is not Colin Morikawa. No, I think Sergio is the guy here. He's been putting great of late. Um, he, we know what he does off the tee elite driver of the ball and he's gained strokes in his last three events putting, which I think goes a long way. That's the biggest sort of bugaboo for him. And his record here is great. What is it? I think the last three years he's gotten out of his group. I'm looking for that to continue. Cause I, I like his form. Um, and I, I just, the problem is I think he runs into a really tough matchup against Brian Harmon, who I, I think his biggest threat here is Bubba Watson. Strangely. I'm I'm not crazy about the form of answer and web. Um, so Bubba and Harmon battling it out. One of those lefties comes out of there. I like Harmon and I think he takes down Sergio. Oh, okay. We're going to get to, uh, there's some interesting deep runs that Greg has here in just one second. Bottom right hand corner of this bracket, please. Those are groups 6, 11, 14, and 3. Justin Thomas on a collision course with Jordan Spieth getting out of groups 6 and 11, respectively, for Greg. And then the bottom of this group, a little Russell Henley love. And do I spy Sepp Straka coming <laughs> yeah. out of group 3? Yeah, Sep is, uh, Sep is, believe it or not, the best putter in that group. And I value it tremendously. I, I, Will Zalatoris and Victor Hovland are uh, obviously far superior players to, uh, to Sep Straka. But this is match play. And I just have a, fun, I just have a feeling that Sep Straka is, uh, is hot right now and takes down a couple of these guys. It's really easy for a surprise like this to happen. And I like what I've seen enough out of Sep uh, to um, to get through here. So look, I, I, is this likely to happen? No, but is it going to? Yes, because it's written down on the perfect bracket here. Right. But but he's he's gained strokes on the greens in his last four events, and that's something I don't think um, I don't think Wells Alatoris has ever done. And Hovland is an underrated putter. He's he's a, a very good putter, but I just I, I have a feeling that it's not going to go his way this week. So I'm left with Sepp Straka. And Henley, we all love here on the, uh, we, we all love him here on the show. I think Henley's, I mean, Henley has the game to win the whole thing, but I, I think he definitely gets out of his group. You almost knocked coach out of his, out of his chair with a couple of those comments. Coach, what went wrong for you? Right now, I feel like Jack Nicholas is at a major. We all know what Jack Nicholas said about majors, correct? Right. He said that yeah. most play, he only had to compete against half the field. Oh, God. Because most players psych themselves out and they eliminate themselves before the tournament starts. I'm looking at this bracket. You've already eliminated yourself before <laughs> it even starts. Can we just put a timestamp on Greg just saying yeah. that Russell Henley has the game to win this event? Russell Henley has the Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have Sepp Straka beating Victor Hovland and or Will Zalatoris. That's your boy, coach. What? Yeah. There's he can take those guys down. Narrative, Kyle. That's a false narrative. On the <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, let's, let's, let's see how the rest of this plays out. Jacob, <laughs> you zoom into, like, Elite Eight Final Four champion stuff. Yeah, that'll be good. Okay, so here we go. Uh, final four for you, Greg. Brian Harmon makes a run, ends up beating Xander Shoffley. Uh, and Justin Thomas defeats Russell Henley. Ro John Rom gets through Max Homa. Patrick Cantlay advances. So now your finals are John Rom and Justin Thomas. Your victor, the guy who's going to win it all, whom? John Rom. Um, look, there. Th you're talking about going seven <laughs> rounds. Such bravery. <laughs> 
I don't see anybody commenting on Greg with this. It, this. Yeah, everybody's always yelling at me about my chalk picks. You're saving, you're saving all the vitriol for when your bracket comes up. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I can't wait for that. Look, this this is you call you can call it chalk. I I get it. These are the two guys that I think have the best chance of going seven rounds and uh, and, and being there physically. They're they're both ready to go. I, I think John Rom has an intimidation factor that will come into play here. He's harder to play against than most other guys. Uh, and Justin Thomas is. I mean, I can't help but think he's going to win the Masters when I look at what he's got going on right now. He, he is from tee to green as good as he's always been, and he's starting to generate a little bit of momentum on the greens. Maybe a little streaky at times, but he's going to be a really hard out in this match play event, even for Jordan Spieth. Even I, I even think he beats Russell Henley. Coach, I know you'll you'll find that surprising, but I think JT will get past Henley here, uh, as good as he is. I think he might. I think he might. All um, right, John Rom so. for for you, Greg, going all the way. Let's just go to coaches. Let's just get coaches, Brian. Please, please, we've got to, we've you know, Come cleanse on. our palate Come with on, an expert. Let's pick, go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go quick here, Coach. Uh, yeah, group bet. one: John Rom, Shane Lowry in group sixteen, Taylor Gooch out or uh, Taylor Gooch out of group nine, Max Homa out of group eight. Yeah, pretty easy here. Shane Lowry's playing great. Gooch has been on fire this year at times. Homa, sneaky good. DJ not informed. I just, I just called DJ four straight rounds this past week. He's not informed. I can promise you that. Do not take DJ out of this group. And Rom over Gooch, easy for that. I I, I do agree Rom is, is going to be dominant until a certain point. Yeah, Rom over Gooch in the quarters for Coach. We'll pick up with that bracket in just one second. Scroll me yep. down. Jacob, Scotty Scheffler out of group five. Billy Horschel defends his title, gets out of group 12. DB straight vibe and out of 13 for you. And Patrick Cantlay, Coach, coming out of the, the group four. Yeah, I had to have kind of a combination, Rick, between what happened last year and form this year. Scheffler, obviously two wins in the last four, but he also played great here a year ago. He loves playing in Austin. It's his home city, hometown, all that kind of stuff. Played college here. And then Horschel is your defending champ. So you got to go with the defending champ who took off last week to be ready for this week. Uh, but I have Patrick Cantlay facing Horschel, and I have Horschel making it out of this region. Yeah, Coach is setting up a revenge rematch from yep. last year's final between groups 5 and 12, and he's given the nod right back to the defending champion who, as you mentioned, will defeat Patrick Cantlay. So Horschel yep. right back in the final four after winning. Let's go over to the top. Uh, Yeah, whatever side you. Yeah, there you go, Jacob. The top top right hand quadrant here. Sergio out of group two. Bubba, the lefty out of group 15. Paul Casey, I've heard of him, out of group <laughs> 10. And Xander Shoffley out of seven. A little education for people at home because I got to see way more golf than most people did the last couple of weeks uh, working the event. Bubba Watson, in, he's in pretty good form. He's hitting it pretty well, and he loves this match play event. So take him, Sergio. Greg was spot on with his assessment of Sergio. And then Paul Casey, he loves this event. Paul Casey, this is how serious he's taking this, this week, guys. He was the two-time defending champion back-to-back 2018-2019 at the Valspar. After the week at the players, he pulled out of the Valspar to get ready for this event. I'm taking Paul Casey through, uh, and I'll take Paul Casey over Sergio in the regional. Also, one other thing, where you win these brackets, it's not in the finals. It's in these regions where you get these points coming out. So very important to get the matchups correct. It's amazing. I uh, I called Coach earlier, and I said, I, I really need somebody – to come out of that upper right-hand quadrant, who's going to make it out of the final four? And he told me exactly. Give me Paul, give me Paul Casey. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not see that come? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> bottom, bottom right. Bottom right, Jacob. So let's go to group. There we go. Thank you. Uh, group six, JT out of there. Keegan, uh, the upset out of group 11. Neiman headlines group 14. And young Victor comes out of three for you, coach. This is where Greg drove me insane. Are you kidding me? The, the yeah, reason I, I can't pick... believe that with what you have going on on the top of your bracket. Uh, speaking of, yeah, yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. So, so Ke Keegan Bradley is as, uh, have you not been paying attention the last month? Am I the only one calling events? I, I guess I would be. 
He's been playing really, really good golf. The players, he was dynamic for most of the week. Nobody paid attention to him. He was right at the top till Sunday. And uh, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, and Spieth, did anybody see the, the video from yesterday? He doesn't have a clue with his swing what's going on right now. So Bre Bradley coming out of that, JT, I agree with Greg until a certain point. Right now, he is so dialed in because it irritates him, guys that it's been over a year now, a full calendar year since JT has last won on the PGA Tour. Don't think that's lost on him. And then when you get down to who I have coming out of this, I have JT beating Victor Hovland oh. because Victor Hovland, to me, is built for match play because nothing bothers him. Losing a hole won't affect him, but JT is just playing right now a little bit better than Hovland is. I pray to the golf gods we get a Justin Thomas, Victor Hoffland Elite Eight match. I will be all in on that. Uh, Jacob, zoom us out. Let's see how this final four works. Okay, so Billy Horschel, he's making another run, coach. He's going to defeat John Rahm to get into the finals. Paul yep. Casey is going to defeat Justin Thomas to get himself into the final match. So it's Horschel versus Casey. Who's your winner? I will, full disclosure, I'll make this quick. I had... Either guy could win this, but I've already used Billy Horschel in my one and done. Mm -hmm. So I went with Paul Casey. Give me Paul, give me Paul Casey then. <laughs> Raising the trophy one more time, just like we do it. And for the first time, gentlemen, I'll be a double winner. I'll win the first ever early edge bracket buster while I win the first cut world golf match play. And I will dare say you will never ever see that double dip again we're gonna do it here this year lock it in let's go Jeez, okay okay um there you go coach is going <laughs> with his main man paul casey to win it all kp you are up my friend now uh the people in the chat they love to give you a hard time you've got <laughs> a record to back it up how did you feel while you were filling out your bracket here oh terrible just awful <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Out of group number one, John Rahm gets it done. Shane Lowry moves on out of 16. That's Brooks Kepka's group. Taylor Gooch out of nine. Max Homa out of eight. That is a similar path that I think a couple of us have had. Yeah, uh, Lowry has been playing just great golf. And I, I love he's going to be kind of a theme for the rest of this podcast for me. But um he, I love his group because I, I, Kepka is just uh, who knows. I mean, he could either go three and zero or zero and three, and I just I like the volatility there. And Lowry's been, I think, top what four in terms of ball striking over his last twenty rounds behind guys that have already been mentioned: Rom, Hovland, Will Zalatoris. JT is just behind uh, Lowry. That's how good Lowry's hitting the ball. He's got a bunch of top twenty-five. So I love him. Love Homa. He played here. I think pretty well last year he's been hitting the ball well uh, so yeah i just I, I, i'm with coach i don't like the bryson thing i like taylor gooch uh out of that group although i could see westwood or bland advancing as well you sure. have lowry advancing to the final four which means you have him beating john rom that's a pretty big takedown yeah i don't rom has not been great the last few tournaments the putting thing is a thing and i i hate that because uh, he was going to be my pick for the Masters. He still might be, but I, I'm 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 interested in how Rom plays this week because it hasn't been going that well, at least by his standards, over the last three or four tournaments. All right, let's scroll on down to Group Five. Uh, KP is going with Scotty Scheffler out of five. Tom Hoagie to upend the defending champion Billy Horschel out of twelve. He's going to straight vibe with DB out of thirteen, and the first non Patrick Cantlay. Winner out of Group Four, it's Sung J M for you, Kyle. Yeah, I can't lay. I don't. I don't know. I just. I, I feel like I was so locked into him on the West Coast, and then you know he's never good at the players. He like Craig. Did you say he's never advanced out of out of the first round of match play? No, he never has. But his match play record is still. Yeah, his individual record, um, including Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup, is seven three and one. Okay. It's he like was, a very bizarre situation. One last year and didn't get out of his group because he went to the sudden death, lost in the playoff. It's like he's been quite unlucky in this format, I believe. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that was a, a fool's errand to not pick him. But <laughs> uh, yeah, this Berger's been playing great. Hoagie obviously um, 
I mean, you guys mentioned it. He's ninth uh, in ball striking over his last 20 rounds, which is really, really good out of all the guys in this field. And then Scheffler, I think I don't, it feels like we're underrating Scheffler. I mean, he's a fifth ranked player in the world. He's got a ton of confidence. He was great here last year. Uh, I just, I see no reason not to pick him. Scheffler not only coming out of his own group, but beating Daniel Berger and making a run into the final four for KP. That upper right-hand quadrant starts with Colin Morikawa. I'm not sure we've gotten Colin Morikawa out of this group yet, and we still haven't because Co- or KP is going with Sergio Garcia, Brian Harmon to come out of 15, Corey Connors coming out of 10. I believe that's the first time we've seen his name, and the X-Man getting out of his own headlines group out of seven. Yeah, Xander uh, was good last week at Valspar. He, uh, yeah, I, I I don't love the way Finau's playing. Um, the Connors group was tough because pa- uh, Paul Casey has been playing very well. So is Alex Noren, you know, and Ustazen's. I think that's probably the toughest group out of all of them for me. The Harmon group, Harmon, I just, he was on top of my mind because I looked up his, uh, he's made, do you, do you guys have any guesses on career earnings for Brian Harmon? I just looked it up on Sunday. Oh, what, 30, 20, 20, 20, 22 million. 31 million. Wow. 21. Wow. 21? Yeah. Coach almost oh, 21. got it. Thank you. That was good, Coach. Thank you very anyway, much. First, I, I, first good pick you made all week. I, I, wow. <laughs> 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 I was uh I was just marveling at his consistency. I mean, he's just he's he's so good year over year and he's got I can't remember I, I had his um let's see I've got it right here. Brian Harmon match play. He is 5-3 and 1 all time in any like that's President's Cup, Ryder Cup and this event. So, he's been solid. Uh I don't love Webb and uh, Bubba's been all right. Um, but yeah, Harmon out of that group. And then Sergio is always good here. So Sergio and Xander uh, playing in the quarterfinals, which would be an awesome matchup. And then Xander taking uh, Sergio down to advance himself into the semis. That final quadrant in the bottom right-hand corner. JT gets out of six. Another vote for Keegan out of 11. Neiman gets out of 14. And the first time we've seen Zalatoris's name out of group three. Yeah, Zalator is second in ball striking over those last 20 rounds behind Rom. And uh, listen, do, do the three-footers not being given to him scare me? They do. I'm not excited about that. <laughs> Victor seems a pretty uh, pretty conservative on what he gives up in terms of uh, good putts with his quotes today. He, he needs to use one of those long, like the Adam Scott broomstick with the leather that's like eight, eight feet long so he can just hold the leather out so they can give him everything inside that. I'm not thrilled about that, but he's been hitting it so well. And look, I looked up, he won, he wins the U S junior amateur. That's match play. You can't, you can't suck at match play and win that, uh, three points at the 2017 Walker cup. That's match play. So he has a history of at least excelling at whatever level he's at in the match play format. Uh, I do get concerned about the, uh, about the putting. Zalatoris JT would be an all-time ball striking matchup, though. That would be great, too. You have Zalatoris winning that one and advancing to the final four, which presents us, Jacob, with a final four of Zalatoris, Scheffler, Shoffley. Oh, that was confusing and hard to say. And Shane Lowry. So we've got uh, Scheffler KP beating Lowry. We've got Zalatoris beating Xander. And your winner for the WGC Dell Technologies match play is... (laughs) Uh, the guy that can't putt. <laughs> oh, this is going like to be great. This is going to be great. I filled out my bracket and then I thought about all those missed putts over the last three months. Oh, my god! I was goodness. like, what am I doing? But I just went with it. I, I, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. That's Zalatoris over Scheffler in the finals for KP. We can run through mine real quick, Jacob. Do we have it handy? Yeah, we'll pull it up here. So I'm going non-John Rahm out of group one. So I'll go with Cam Young, Kepka out of 16, Gooch out of nine, and Mac Hughes out of eight. Greg, I'm embracing volatility. We know not uh, last year one headliner got out of their group. For the three years before that, only five got out of their group. We're going to have upsets. Absolutely. And I love the Mackenzie Hughes pick. I, I think that DJ bracket is, it is way up in the air. 
And Mackenzie Hughes has a, he's got a way about him. This is the kind of event for him. So I, I like this, the volatility of Kepka. It's certainly a possibility. Uh, it's very risky. And um, Cam Young's risky too. I mean, John Rom going down and the not getting out of his bracket, I think would be a really big story this week. Cam Young's been playing great. Yeah, Phenomenal. Uh, Gooch over Hughes for me, Kepka over Young, and Kepka into the final four on the upper left. Bottom left for my bracket. Tommy Fleetwood gets out of group five, group of death. Tom Hoagie out of 12. Terrell Hatton out of 13. And I'm rolling with Patrick Cantlay, who, coach, um, I'm rolling him into the final four. He, I think he's devastatingly difficult to play in match play setups. He loves a good Pete Dye course, and I think he can make a deep run into this thing. No, I think this region is exactly the reason why Seb Max in the chat said, I never thought I'd come out of this saying, Coach is a favorite to win the bracket challenge, but here we are. And that's pretty self-explanatory. If I'm seeing Fleetwood playing anybody, I'm good with throwing that bracket right out. So keep going, Rick. Keep going. I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. I'm glad I can make your day, Coach. The upper right-hand quadrant, please. Jacob has Jason Kokrak catching a hot putter and getting out of group two. Bubba Watson out of 15. Alex Norin, KP, coming out of 10. And Lucas Herbert upending group seven. I'm uh, I'm an agent of chaos this week. Yeah, you are. Uh, So more. nobody had Morikawa. Yeah, nobody. We'll get to Jacobs, but I don't. I don't know what he has. Yeah, Kyle. I watched him hit for. I watched. I called him six out of five out of eight rounds in the last two weeks. I, I, this is just free advice. Do not take Colin Morkow. Just free advice. Masters? I've never. He, he has no clue right now what he's doing off the tee. None. Zero. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, I lo- I love the Norm pick. Didn't he make a run here a couple years ago? He's twelve and three in match play. Yeah, he's made a run every almost every year, every year. I I, I like that. I I like that a lot. All right. I'm hitting it great, too. Yeah, he's the guy I'm riding to the final four. You're always going to get one of these guys that uh, is ranked or is seated kind of outside the top 50 and and they're going to make a deep run. Norin's my guy. Bottom right hand quadrant here for me. uh, Leishman out of six. Adam Scott out of 11. Mav McNeely out of 14. And Victor does Greg get out of three. I'm rolling with Victor to the final four. But uh, again, this is this is upset city. We've seen how this plays out and it's generally not good for the favorites. I'm I'm just generally surprised that you guys aren't on Russell Henley more. I, oh disclosure, I like Henley a lot more than Coach does. He he is the. I mean, you got to if you look at what he's done this year, it's really quite amazing. He's the best player on the PGA Tour approaching the green this year. He's first in that category. I don't think Paul Casey's first in anything. Um, he's seventh in strokes gained total for the year. He's third on the PGA Tour in scoring average. When was the last time, Greg, you saw him with a TV camera in his face? Sony, Sony I'll, Open. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> Sony I'll Open. Wait. It's really easy. to. What happened in the last round of the Sony Open? Let, let's just refresh everybody's memory on that. I knew, I knew he was setting you up for that, too, because he had there was, yeah. a, there was a correct answer for the Sony Open, which is like, come on, the, the, the problem with this, it is very easy to hit golf balls when there are not cameras in your face. So you throw all these stats out that at the World Golf Match Play mean absolutely nothing. When the pressure is the highest, Russell Henley misses. That's because he doesn't win on the PGA Tour. Oh, but Paul Casey does. Pressure putter, big boy. Ooh, you got no, Paul Casey. Paul Casey wins all the time, right? Have you seen him at this event before? Have you seen him at this event before? I, I'll, yeah. I'll hey, you know what? We could argue all day, Rick. Here's what I want to do Thank on my you. little show, on my little show that I do called the Early Edge. It's growing. You you guys may have heard of it. First page of Apple Podcasts. Um, we do a little thing called the Showdown because we argue all the time. So if you want to put your money where your mouth is, I'd be more happy to put my bracket, Greg, against your bracket, and the most points wins. Are you I'm in? in? I'm in. Absolutely. What's the wager? Russell Henley hasn't missed a cut this year, by the way. 
So, so if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, this is a showdown, which I believe is usually right. 100 bucks for yes. uh, Russell Henley is Greg's side. Coach is taking uh, give, give me Paul Casey, and they are working on most points, gentlemen. So most points the whole is the, the whole bracket or just no, the whole bracket the whole bracket right. Whole but what bracket. I'm saying is all right. So let's say they neither of them get out of their group phase, but Paul Casey earns two points. And, no, no, it has nothing to do with Paul Casey and Russell Henley. Nothing to do with that. We're talking about the entire bracket, the most points, just like a March. Yeah, My the point. whole thing. Whoever has the bigger bracket the whole finishes thing. higher. The All whole right, thing. I bet. So it is yeah. It is bracket-related. Whoever's yes. bracket finishes yes. higher. Got it, got yes. it. Got I'm it. in. Yes. Lock it up. My, to- my total game is way better than Greg's total game. He he might beat me with Russell Henley and Paul Casey, and then my bracket would be busted. So, it, you know, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, all right, Jacob, hit me with my final four here. It's Victor Hovland. It is Alex Norin. It's Patrick Cantlay. It's Brooks Kepka. Cantlay and Norin in the finals. Patrick Cantlay gets the job done. KP, if you had to play against Patrick Cantlay in match play, it would be devastating. Like, it would be so annoying. He's good. A nightmare. Oh, it would be a nightmare. nightmare. Absolute nightmare. I don't see Kepka wanting to hang around until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, although there is a thing. Okay. Kepka gets to look his opponent in the eye. That's bad news for the opponent. Yeah. 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 I just don't know if he, I think if he's there on Sunday, he's going to want to be on a boat, not on the course. Either way. You would think he'd be on one of those party boats out there in the, in the lake. For sure. Greg might be there too, to be honest with you. It's not a major. Yeah. Uh, if you want to join our bracket challenge, the link is in the description. The password you need is Tiger. That'll get you entered into the largest private contest on PGATour.com. We've got prizes for all the winners. Uh, all right, best bets, gentlemen. We're going to go really, really quick here. I'm just going to read them off. I'm going with Tom Hoagie over uh, to win out of Group 12. That's plus 250. Greg is going with Xander over uh, the rest of Group 7 at plus 125. Max Homa out of Group 8 for the coach. That's plus 225. And KP is going with Shane Lowry out of group 16 at plus 225. Greg, one of the fun parts about this is you get a lot of individual round matchups. There's a lot of things to wager on in match play. Yeah, I mean, even the first day, the first day is great. You scroll through some of those matchups. You could look at a, you know, what who's Bryson playing against? Is that somebody that you want to target? Because you'll get good odds. I mean, uh, Bland is a very interesting matchup for Bryson in the first round. Um, and so there, there are tons of individual day matchups, group matchups and total tournament matchups. And, you know, in the case of what we did today, you even have a bracket versus bracket matchup. So there a lot of great uh, options here. All right, gentlemen, that leaves us with one final thing to do. It's our one and done selections. We're going to get into those. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear word from our partners. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On May 23rd, I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. And we're back. One and done. We'll start with the fans. $1.487 million closing in on Kyle Porter. Uh, their selection for this week, Scotty Shuffler. 22% of the fan vote. Patrick Cantlay finished second with about 17%. And Xander Shoffley finished uh, third with 14% of the vote. So KP, the man that the fans are going to try to use to catch you is... Old Scotty Shuffler, who you have yeah, a pretty deep run. I do not feel good about this. He's got the he's got the American Revolution going on with the All England group and him. <laughs> um, I I I don't feel great. 
<laughs> Are you okay, coach? Well, I was just I, I was just thinking that the next level thinking that you had to have this week, you went really outside of the box with your pick. That that Shan Lowry player is Shan is such <laughs> he's so low key cousin to Mike Shanahan. <laughs> Shan, Shan Lowry, KP. That's who you got for your one and done. Shan Lowry is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy because, I mean, like I said, he's been playing great. This is such a, it, it's it's weird because it it's it's such a big purse. What is it? 12, 12 and a half? 12. But it doesn't really, if it feels just odd because everything's so like sectioned off, mm-hmm. like you could convince yourself on Sunday at the Valspar that somebody seven back could still make $700,000. Right. But on Friday, by, by, by Saturday, you know, the eight guys that can win, you know, all the money basically. And I think that's such an interesting, so I think based on this, like, because everybody has somebody different and because you know, the money stuff almost like earlier on, um, there's going to be a lot of trash talk in our text thread, which I'm excited about. Yeah, well, well noted that every single one of us has a different golfer. That speaks to the nature of this event. So potentially lots of movement to be made. Sia Najad going with Max Homa. Sia well within the sights of the fans as well. He's at 1.9 million. Gap to me, 3.2. I'll take Alex Norin. Greg, you're sitting in the middle of the pack, 3.4 million, and you are taking a little Austin resident, right? He lives down there now. He does. Yeah. Sergio Garcia. He's got a great record here. Um, I think, uh, does everybody... If, if not everybody, almost everybody has him coming out of their bracket. So yeah. uh, I, I definitely want to get him through. And I think he could get a winnable. I, I Again, I think Brian Harmon beats him in the next round, but it's very, very possible that Sergio gets, uh, you know, there's a path for him to make it to the final four. In this By round. the way, uh, Shane Lowry is 7-16-3 and three in match play. Good, good, good. That's good for you. <laughs> You enjoying that? You picked you picked the guy who can't putt to win it all, and a guy who's got like nowhere near a five hundred record. I, f- I feel great. You guys, you can cut this producer Jake. He'll play it back on Sunday night. <laughs> Shane uh, Lowry and and Zalatoris in the championship. Jacob, come in here. You're going with match play specialist with three point seven million bucks on the line. Kevin Kisner. Yeah, I mean the, this event. Feels very difficult to handicap, so why not go with the guy who's sort of a proven match play dude and Kevin Kisner? I mean, he's actually been in decent form lately. I mean, the buzzsaw versus JT in the first group is really what we got to get by, but if he gets through there, I mean, I I got confidence he could make it at least to the semifinals, so let's go with Kiz. Why not? Yeah, the money, the money starts to get pretty significant uh, every round you move on. So lots of money in play this week. Coach, you are within earshot of, of Mark. You could surpass him this week, especially with everybody kind of going in a different direction. And you, of course, have already uh, divulged your one-and-done selection. Who is it? Yeah, sometimes it before Kush is it. You know, sometimes I feel like it's too easy. I feel like I have the cheat sheet. And when I look at so so I met Mark for a drink this week down at when we were working for the PJ tour. And he said he goes, the one thing that I always every single week, I'm like, what is coach gonna be thinking? I'm in your head. And I looked at him, I said, you're in my head? I'm in your head, Mark, because you're trying <laughs> to think what am I gonna do instead of thinking about what you're gonna do. So Mark to me is already out the door. Plus when you look at uh, producer Jacob and Greg, and I look at the brackets, this is how next level I am when it comes to my one and dones. Paul Casey can knock out both Xander Shoffley and Sergio Garcia before we even get to the final four. That's how savage I am that I'm knocking one and dones out while I'm getting to my W. It's going to be horrendous in the group chat when our one and dones play against each other. That's <laughs> Like it's gonna be madness. I love it. I the only way it's not horrendous is if they all, if none of them get out of their out of their group. <laughs> well, what's the what's the final four that can happen? Lowry, Xander, Shuffler. Sergio. Sergio. Well, yeah, Xander and Sergio are on the same side, so it could be it could be Xander. It could be. I don't know if we have anybody from the bottom. Right. Kisner. Kisner. Okay, so it could yeah. be like Xander Kisner. Yeah. 
uh Scheffler, if you want to throw that one in there. And Lowry or Homa. Lowry and Homa. I really feel like Jacob made a big mistake because you you have to look at the at the road that you have to take too. And the road for Kisner is just filled with bombers. I don't Thomas. I don't know how yeah, I don't know how you can look at if you watch JT the last two weeks and be like, yeah, I think I think Kevin I mean, it might happen, but I don't know how you can look at it and say Kevin Kisner take care of JT. Antoine well, Rosner. Antoine Rosner no went to the event. final four last year. So sure. I'm saying it can't happen. To Kyle's point, they played together on Thursday and Friday last week at the Valspar. I called it. They were my group. And JT literally, I mean, Kisner had one good day at the Valspar. One. He had a five under 66. He did nothing else. Nothing else. This is JT, JT, JT. It wasn't Antoine Rosner. It was Victor Perez. But point still stands that. Stands. Get my Frenchman mixed up. Yes, you do. JT, you get to run deep in these things sometimes. JT's ball striking right now is obscene. Yep. It's yep. disgusting. Now he might lose. Kis- Kisner might beat him, but that's that's tough to. It's a tough one. Yep. Um, yeah, when Kisner makes every twenty footer and JT has eight feet to have it, it's like. <laughs> Which, by the way, every time I watch JT now, Greg. He missed like every putt. He even the ones he misses on the left side. I'm like, oh, he missed it right. <laughs> yeah, I know every one. It's a. I saw him miss one left the other. Uh, not last week, the week before, and I was, I was shocked. I was taken aback. <laughs> I didn't know what what, what happened. I, I had to rewind it. it. Yeah, everything's yeah. right, even if it's from like 75 feet. It misses <laughs> yes. right. <laughs> Hey, Rick, can I throw one more thing out there? Because, you know, I mean, you know me, I'm all about the entertainment value, right? So we had somebody in the chat that said that we should add one more caveat to the showdown with me and Greg. And I'm I'm willing to do it if Greg's willing to do it. All right, I've got wait. a 13-year-old at home. I saw She's it. always doing Don't TikTok. do this, Greg. Don't do this. She's I, always what is, doing what is TikTok it? dances. Oh, no. Are you willing to do, if you lose, a TikTok dance that we roll the video into the show? Oh. Do I'm not in. do this. I'm in. I don't think I, I, I don't I wouldn't do it, but you should. <laughs> I come on, Greg. There's a million of them out there. There's a million of them out there. We'll define you an easy one. Can you can you do it to like Encanto or something? Uh you know what? I'll do it. I'm in. Yes! Wow. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> wow. Let's go! Let's go! Greg is a man. It's pure pressure. You're talking to a man who literally on national television, after I just signed my ESPN contract, allowed two grown men to pull my pants down and spray paint my butt cheeks. I'll do anything. Uh, Yeah, look, this is entertainment. I I respect it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, what do we have to type in, Coach? I, I mean, I'm not going to go. I don't. I don't want to Google that. <laughs> Just go, Coach Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and that'll bring it up. Oh, True story. God. I just signed my deal three days earlier, and I show up to TV, and they said, hey, "Coach, this is what we're going to have you do today." It was yeah. almost the first time I ever told Vince McMahon no, but I did not, <laughs> <laughs> and they did not cancel my contract at ESPN. Oh, it's a true boy. story. That's a true story. Uh, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned it. Mark went with Xander Shoffley. It was on the graphic there. But for those listening at home, Xander Shoffley for Mark. All seven of us, I guess eight of us now with the fans, have gone in a different direction. All right, gentlemen, that's going to do it. Uh, mega preview pot in the books for this week's WGC Dell Technologies match play. Starts on Wednesday. Starts Wednesday. Morning. Pay attention. Uh, big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That's the coach. You can find his butt cheeks on YouTube, and you can find him on <laughs> At the coach rules, Kyle Porter is available at Kyle Porter CBS and Greg Ducharme at the real GFD. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. 
The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. <laughs> 